Welcome to Clef Talk, bringing you discussions on the topics that adults affected by cleft lip and or cleft palate have told us matter to them. Brought to you by the Cleft Lip and Palate Association as part of Clapper's Adult Services Programme. Cleft Talk is presented by Kate Flanagan and Nikki Davis and produced by Kenny Ardwin and proudly funded by the VTCT Foundation. Hello and welcome. My name is Nikki Davis and I'm the Adult Services Officer at Clapper. Together with my colleague, Kenny Ardwin, we are excited to bring you another exciting episode of Clef Talk, brought to you by Clapper's Adult Services Project, proudly supported by the VTCT Foundation. Clef Talk is your opportunity to learn more about the topics that adults born with a cleft across the UK told us that are important to them through the Adult Services Survey and Roadshow. We hope that you find this podcast both entertaining and informative. Remember that you can keep up to date with the Adult Services Project online, including listen to this and other panel discussions again at www.clapper.com forward slash adult services project. You can also join the conversation on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Kappa adults. Today on the programme, we will be talking about managing bullying and discrimination and where to get support if this is something you have experienced or think you may be experiencing. If bullying and discrimination is affecting your everyday life, then we will provide you with some coping strategies that can hopefully help you as well as where to go to receive further support. So we'll start with question number one. So morning, Kenny. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Thanks, Nikki. (laughs) So what is the difference between bullying and discrimination? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because we always kind of hear them them lumped together. Um, discrimination is more the overarching thing that is happening here. Bullying is a type of discrimination. Um, so discrimination is where somebody treats somebody differently on some sort of ground. And we, we've often heard that be used in the context of, of age or gender or race or sexuality. Um, where someone may discriminate against someone who's different to them. Um, it doesn't always um, be, it's not always classified as bullying. Bullying is often a specific set of behaviors, um, but all of that behavior where you are treating somebody differently on the grounds of something like that is, is discrimination. Um, mm-hmm. Bullying can occur um, theoretically for a reason that isn't wouldn't be considered discrimination so it it could feel just completely random um but you are still discriminating against one person in a sense so in that regard bullying would still be considered a subset of of discrimination um we tend to think of bullying as kind of the more overt things that we can can see where it's whether it be name calling or teasing or um physical pushing or hitting but it can actually be a lot more subtle than that as we'll we'll go into as well um you know it can be things like um you know consistently being overlooked for a promotion or um you know people scaring or things like that can not always but can be classified in some situations as as bullying um Mm -hmm. as i was saying before discrimination is, is usually you know considered around one of those things such as age gender um race religion sexuality um but it can also very much be 
um, towards people uh, with medical health conditions or, or with a disability as well. It's incredibly common, um, but perhaps isn't given the same recognition as some of those other protected groups. Mm. Oh, thank you for that. So some people might think that what they are doing or experiencing is just banter. Where does it cross the line and become bullying? Yeah, I mean, I think this is a really good question because it's often used as a defense when someone's, mm. you know, accused of being a bully and saying, oh, I thought it was just banter. I thought it was a joke. It, it wasn't, I didn't want them to take it seriously. It was meant to be a joke. And all of that actually becomes quite irrelevant if the person perceives it to be bullying. Um, so basically where it crosses the line and becomes bullying is at the point where it, it's unwanted. Um, so, I mean, we certainly can all think of, you know, in our friend groups and things, we kind of banter around and, and tease each other and we wouldn't for a minute think that's bullying. Um, but where it does become bullying is if it's, it's unwanted, it's very targeted um, to one person or one group of people. Um, so I think basically if you're in doubt of what you're doing as, as bullying, you know, if you're thinking maybe what I'm doing is bullying, it's probably worth thinking about stopping whatever the behavior is or at least having a conversation with somebody and making sure actually you know when i say these things i'll do this this are you okay with that um and if you don't feel comfortable having that conversation then I, I, my advice would be just just don't do it yeah no i definitely agree with you on that one 100 so what are some indicators that someone's experiences with bullying and discrimination are affecting their everyday life yeah, well, that again, a really good question and one that's very broad, I think, um, and it can affect people's lives in, in different ways. I mean, what we do know from things that are happening around the world um, is that discrimination affects many people's everyday life, um, that if you belong to a certain group um, that's routinely discriminated against, it can impact on your opportunities, your ability to to walk safely down the street, your ability to not be judged by law enforcement or treated differently, all, all these sorts of things that can happen, particularly in countries like the United States. We've seen that play out in a really big way this year um, in terms of racial discrimination. That on mm -hmm. a more individual level, um, bullying and discrimination can very much impact on your your everyday life and we we see that particularly with things like workplace bullying where someone might be afraid to go into work or, or feel uncomfortable going into work um it impacts some people's mental health suddenly you might see someone um not going to work or school taking a lot of sick days um or the other thing is presenteeism so we all know about absenteeism which is where people are off sick or are away uh presentee is kind of where people are at school or at work but they're not engaged they're not as productive as they usually are and that's because they're, they're suffering from mental ill health and that can be a result mm. of bullying and discrimination that can be the result of many other things and it's estimated in the UK that presenteeism so for every day that somebody is off sick they have three days where they're at work but not productive because they're they're not in a good headspace um, so that's an example. Obviously, at the extreme end, we can see people becoming quite clinically depressed, quite anxious, um, leading all the way up to suicide attempts and suicide. Um, so these are real endemic issues in our society. Um, and they can affect people. They can infiltrate every area of people's everyday life, particularly um, in the context nowadays of cyberbullying and social media yeah. and things like that, where 
um, the more traditional forms of bullying that were kind of overt and seen by everyone and were confined to one geographical location. Um, we now see that, you know, people are able to be bullied 24-7 and in a, a much slyer sort of way. So where before, mm -hmm. you know, something might have happened at school or in the workplace and it got left there, um, now that bullying follows people, you know, through through social media and mm -hmm. um, all that sort of thing. So it, it can have a real profound effect on people's um, confidence, their, their mental health and their ability to, to be a productive member of society at work or school mm. or, or whatever it is that they do and that comes up a lot um the um cyberbullying as well like i it's so much more um common now with the that people have been affected by cyberbullying than it than it ever has been because yeah. there, there's so many different platforms that people can use Definitely. um to, to do that and what we have to recognize as well like it's it's no point trying to kind of fight the idea of, of social media. Um, but what we are seeing is, you know, the, the youngest generation growing up now, mm -hmm. um, which is the one just behind you and I, Nikki, they have, have grown <laughs> up only knowing social media. They don't know a world where there wasn't social media. Whereas we at least kind of got to grow up in our, yeah. our, our kind of early school years of primary school without kind of um, the, the social media influence. Um, but this is all that kids kids know now. So we, yeah. you know, it's not going anywhere. We need to teach people to use it responsibly, and understanding yeah. that every action has a reaction. And so, mm -hmm. you know, what you might think, you know, like we were saying before about where it's just banter. We were talking more yeah. in the, the context of a face to face conversation, but actually, mm -hmm. you need to apply that same principle to to things you send or say online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. So how can bullying affect someone's everyday life? Well, so like we were saying before, I mean, it, it can um, very much influence your ability to, you know, be productive, to go to work, to, to go to school. Um, it can make you feel worthless. It can hit your self-esteem. It can do all of these, these things. Um, so it can affect people in a, in a really big way. How common is bullying and what different types is there? Yeah, well, I think one of the important things to, to point out is often when bullying occurs, people feel very isolated in that and they feel very targeted because bullying is a very personal thing. It, it does feel very directed at you. It often is intended to be quite directed towards somebody. Um, and it's often done in a way that is designed to kind of cut you off from from other people you know exclusion is a type of bullying which I'll, I'll talk more about in a minute um but it's actually incredibly common like it, it may feel like you're the only one experiencing something but it, it's it's very very common um and it's you know there's lots of different ways that people can be bullied and experience bullying um as we were saying at the start the most <clears throat> i suppose the most talked about forms of bullying you know are the ones that we see they're the name calling the teasing the pushing the shoving um but actually they're probably not the most common the most common ones tend to be actually exclusion where somebody is not given um the same opportunity as other people um because they're being discriminated or bullied against and the classic example of that is at school where you know a child is left out of a group no one gets to go and play with them um you know, just because you're not name calling or pushing or shoving, 
doesn't mean you're not bullying them, but collectively the group that is excluding them or the people who are excluding them are bullying. The same thing happens in the workplace. People get excluded from um, sitting with a group of people at, at the, the tea room or, or on lunch break or whatever. That's a form of, of bullying. Um, giving everybody else in the group an opportunity at work, but not giving that to somebody else. That's a form of discrimination and bullying. Um, <laughs> you know, um, there's a term that we've probably heard a lot of in the context of, of relationships, which is gaslighting, um, where somebody is made to feel that they're, they're not good enough, that they're not good at what they do. Um, and we kind of understand that in the context of relationships. It happens in workplaces as well. People are very much made to feel um, that they're not good at their job or that they don't deserve to be in their job or, or anything like that. That's a, a form of psychological manipulation. It's dangerous. It's, it's bullying. Um, we were mentioning before, obviously, cyberbullying, you know, things that happen online, be it on, on any sort of platform, be it through video, be it through... Um, you know, and we're not just talking about people writing nasty messages, um, although we, we do see that and we see, you know, people send horrible direct messages on, on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever, um, you know, people commenting on public threads, um, you know, nasty, nasty sort of comments, but we also see um, other forms of bullying, um, like exploitation happening online where, you um, people may have their images that you know they didn't intend to be shared with everybody um shared with everybody or, or sent in some sort of emotional blackmail to other people or or you know private video content that they may have made being used against them that that sort of thing um that i mean that's exploitation it it's it's bullying it's harassment um and so all of these things and i think that's often quite misunderstood particularly if the person had consented to pictures or had taken the pictures themselves um you know some people would argue wrongly um in my opinion that that then makes it fair game to be published on the internet it's certainly not people's intention and mm -hmm. i've heard of this happening in the context of cleft where people have uh, had photos taken one person gave an example they were part of a sports tournament and those photos were taken um in the context of, of a sports tournament, it's just photos of, of them playing basketball. Um, and then those pictures were put online and kind of the attention given to the fact that they were born with a cleft and people asked to mock their appearance. And, and that sort of thing is, is bullying, is, is not acceptable, but it, it's very mm -hmm. sly. Um, yeah. They feel quite subtle. And I think what you can get with the cyberbullying is this group mentality as well, that no individual has to take responsibility for the bullying um, because so many people are, are behind it. So as you can see, it takes takes many different forms. You know, that there's threats as well of, of kind of, I will do this if you, you know, unless you do this thing for me, obviously that's a form of, of blackmail. Um, obviously the, there's the other forms of, of bullying and discrimination we see like, like racism, um, we see peer pressure happening as well. Again, where people are encouraged to do something they wouldn't normally do or don't want to do um, out of some promise of, you know, being allowed to fit in or, or something like that. So that's, that's a form of bullying. Um, ageism, as we mentioned before, you know, discriminating based on someone's age or their sexuality, their race, their gender. Um, and then the sexual harassment as well, which is a form of, of bullying and, and discrimination. 
um, where, you know, you may make inappropriate comments, you may um, make an, you know, perform inappropriate behaviors and generally make someone feel uncomfortable in a, a sexual way. Um, and again, you know, our survey has found that's not uncommon in the cleft community. Um, and, you know, it, it's common in workplaces and things like that as well. So many, many different different forms of bullying and discrimination. Mm, yeah, and just touching up on what you said um, in that answer about um, excluding someone, that that is so minor as well. So you wouldn't think that would... Um, fall under bullying but it can have damaging effects on someone because I, I think we're all kind of a little bit guilty of that when we're all so busy and we've just maybe accidentally excluded someone um as well but something so, so small that you're not really aware of um could actually yeah have really damaging effects on someone so yeah I think I'm definitely going to be more aware now that I understand what different types of bullying there is because I didn't actually realize there were so many that you've mentioned as well from and I there. think what you're, you're saying there as as well is a point to make that um not every time these behaviors happen it's is necessarily bullying like mm -hmm. there are some perfectly valid reasons why someone may need to be excluded from a, a group so that's not to say a, a manager is bullying you just because mm -hmm. they haven't given you the opportunity to go to Antarctica and somebody else got to go <laughs> that isn't inherently bullying or discrimination necessarily um but the intent becomes quite important there if yeah. you're consistently um the person who's being excluded um then you know it may be indicative that, that you're being discriminated against um, yeah but yeah it is worth evaluating that because it's not to suggest that every time somebody is excluded that that they're being bullied or, or discriminated against yeah okay how is bullying similar or different to harassment? So again, yeah, we do tend to separate these out in, in society. Harassment is pretty synonymous with, with bullying. Um, you know, there are different types of harassment in the same way there are different types of, of bullying. Um, but harassment is basically unwanted behavior um, directed at you. Bullying is pretty similar. Um, I suppose, strictly speaking, there are some examples of harassment that perhaps might not classify as bullying. For example, um, you know, if uh, a celebrity may well be harassed on the street by the paparazzi, um, we wouldn't necessarily say they were bullied by the, the paparazzi, but like, the, the effect can very much be the same of, of harassment. Mm -hmm. So we, we want to avoid harassment as much as we want to avoid bullying. Um, the most well known form of harassment the one that we talk about the most is obviously sexual harassment um yeah harassment really is just being asked or being made to feel uncomfortable um or asked to do something that, that you don't want to do and it, it absolutely doesn't have to have a, a sexual component to it at all there are lots of mm -hmm. types of, of harassment um and you know verbal harassment is incredibly common as well mm -hmm. Would, um, would whistling come under harassment? As in wolf whistling? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, that's very much a form of, of sexual harassment. And it's a really mm. interesting example to use because I think most people who wolf whistle wouldn't see what they're doing as mm. sexual harassment. Again, it's actually a good example because it's not something we would probably define as bullying or discrimination. Um, but 
it is very much sexual harassment. It's an unwanted yeah. piece of attention. Um, you know, you, you didn't ask for it. You didn't have any control over it. Um, it's not to say that everybody is as offended as other people by, by it, but because we don't know that, um, you know, it's best not to, to do it to somebody. And it, it's certainly mm-hmm. best not to do it just to somebody randomly on the street, which we know can happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, so in answer to your question, very much so it'd be a form of, of sexual yeah. harassment. Mm-hmm. L- if I... Um, yeah. Compared to some other things, but still the effect is cumulative. I, I think for a lot of people, if it's happening, all yeah. time, it, it gets very, very tiring. Oh yeah, it definitely makes you feel uncomfortable as well, definitely. Um, so if I was a parent worried about my children using social media what precautions can I do to safeguard my children yeah a really good question Nikki I think this is probably something a lot of parents worry about and um, yeah even more so probably when you've got a child with a cleft as well um, because naturally you're quite protective and you'll you'll be worried about what people might think or say um, mm-hmm. and so you know I can totally understand this kind of wanting to safeguard around social media Going back yeah. to the point I made before, I, mean, I think social media is is entrenched, at least for now. I think it's here to stay. Um, and so it's all about learning to kind of work with it rather than, mm. than trying to fight it. Um, I don't think the sorts of measures that people sometimes resort to of banning their children from having social media work. I, I think um, what you do by doing that unintentionally, I mean, I know you've got all the best will in the world when when people do things like that. Um, but you kind of drive drive it underground in a way. People will find a way of accessing social media. Oh yeah, it's, that, it's everywhere. Does go wrong. Yeah. Um, then they're not going to come and talk to you about it. So my biggest piece of advice, um, it also wouldn't be to monitor your children's social media excessively either. I, I think you know we we have to recognise that. Um, there is a point where children and teenagers start to grow up and their privacy is important um, and we don't want to, to overstep that and the vast majority of people are having good conversations they've got good friend networks they who they will turn to for support but what i i think you need to to do as a parent is just make sure that that door is always open um and i don't mean a physical door you know but um making sure that the the dialogue is always there so that your child knows that if there's anything that concerns them on social media that you're part of their support network they can mm-hmm. turn to you and you will help help them deal with it um, rather than um, getting angry at them for having access to social media or having posted something on social media um, I think again it's just making sure that you know they always know that they can turn to you as, as a parent and have those conversations and just ask them ask them about what's happening on on social media you know, if they're, um, you know, if they have experienced bullying and, and what they make of that, just making mm. sure that, you know, they know they can talk to you as, as you would about any number of other things that would come up in the in conversations as, as you kind of grow up and you want to, to make sure that, you know, children and teenagers have their their independence, but they know that they can always turn to mum and dad. Mm. You know, when they yeah. Do. 
Definitely. I think a lot of um, social media sites now, they they are really um, protective over um, young people now using their sites um, as well. So like Facebook, I think they're very cautious of what goes on uh, their site as well. So I think if a parent is worried, then um, and just what Jenny wants to find more about what protect it, what they do to protect children, their side, um, contact Facebook as well because I know they're quite good or any social media sites like Instagram or anything like that. Because um, I know they're quite they're very more cautious about it now than they than they ever have been. Yeah, and that's right. We've seen a lot of a lot of things that are, have come up. There are some other. Um, other groups up there as well that kind of support with this sort of sort of stuff um organizations like NetSafe, um mm. you know getting in touch with them um looking at the advice they've got on their websites about limiting social media use um and there are other things you can do um that you know in terms of you know not necessarily just to deal with concerns about bullying but to to put some parameters around social media um like you know perhaps dinner time is is not phone time and you know encouraging kids to to put their phone away at dinner time and that that sort of thing so that um they also have a life outside of social media Mm. as well and learning social media with a pinch of salt and recognizing (laughs) that everybody um puts their best life on on social media and that the the reality is you know a lot more colorful than perhaps what is portrayed Mm. Yeah. So where can people go to get help and support if they experience bullying? Yeah, well, I mean, I think this varies depending on the type of, of bullying and who's experiencing it. But um, I'll start with, with children and, and teenagers. So um, we would always say to, to contact a, a trusted adult. That can be a parent. That can be a teacher. Um, it could be, you know, the sports coach. It, it could be, you know, anybody who's kind of in your um, circle who you can reach out to and, and talk to. It's important that person is a physical person who you know. Um, so obviously you can contact them through social media, but it shouldn't be someone who you've only ever interacted with online or through social mm-hmm. media because you cannot verify who they are. Um, and a trusted adult should be able to help, help you work through these issues. And schools should be supportive of this. And I'm always very, um, I'm always quite pleased actually when a school comes out and acknowledges they've got an issue with bullying and what they, they're doing about it. The schools that mm. worry me are the ones who say that bullying doesn't happen in my school because we know that yeah. bullying happens in all schools. Um, so I think that's that's really important is to, you know, recognize that, you know, um, every school experiences this and it's how they deal with it that's that's important um, yeah. in terms of, of discrimination and um, kind of other things that might happen in adulthood or workplace bullying um, then it kind of varies a bit so, so workplace bullying um, which we'll probably talk a bit more in our next podcast which is about success in the workplace um, but again like line managers um, or human resources um, if it's not an option to talk to somebody internally, again, like a, a trusted person, like your partner, um, should be, you know, even though they may not be able to, to solve it for you, um, again, sharing these things when mm-hmm. they happen is, is really important. Um, but also, or a friend, um, but also you can go to the, um, the government, gov.uk 
website and look up um, workplace supports there as well, because it is very much enshrined in law that bullying in the workplace is, is against the law. Um, and there is support available um, for that and, and an ombudsman um, a service if things get, get that bad. Um, yeah. In terms of other types of discrimination, there are laws to protect against being discriminated you know, on the basis of, of age, race, gender, sexuality, religion, um, and disability, which includes um, visible difference, things such as cleft. So even though you may not perceive it as a disability, um, it, it falls under that area of the law. Um, so it is actually protected in, in that regard. So if somebody was um, not treating you the same as somebody else on account of your cleft, that, that is against, against the law. Um, and again, you can raise various grievances um, formally or, or informally as a result of that. Um, obviously, there are certain types of, of bullying and harassment and behavior um, that would warrant um, you know, a more severe intervention. Um, and so you know, often there are things, on, or not often, but on occasions, there are things where the, the police would, would need to be involved. And obviously, if ever anybody's personal safety is in danger, um, then you would call 999. Yeah. If I am experiencing bullying, then how do I manage that? And what coping strategies are out there for people to use? Yeah, I mean, again, it depends on where the bullying has come from. So I think, you know, the, the best way to manage the bullying is, is to have it stop. Um, and so, you know, again, if it's happening at school, it may be some people that, that need, um, you know, some, some sort of talking to or um, mm. kind of management from the school. Similarly, in the workplace, if it's a colleague who's bullying you, um, actually having management or human resources deal with that. Um, yeah. The problem go away. That's the easiest way to, well, not necessarily the easiest, but most effective way of dealing with, with the bullying. Um, I think if you're experiencing it on an ongoing basis, um, you need to start thinking at some point about what can change in that scenario so, so that you don't. Um, and I realized within this, there are, you know, that, that could come across as quite a privileged thing to say, because I, I know that there are, are groups that very much wish they could, you know, do something to stop discrimination happening to them. And unfortunately, the world we live in at the moment, it, it just isn't as intrinsically, there are things stacked against them. Um, and that's where, sadly, then we're only left with, with coping strategies for now. I mean, I, I firmly believe that the, the world is starting to change and we are becoming more aware of the impact of bullying and discrimination and that it, it doesn't do anybody any good. Um, but that's where I think um, having a support network is really important. So having those people yeah. you can talk to, um, I think if it's, a, um, you know, if it's a type of discrimination based on an attribute you have, such as cleft or gender or race or religion, um, finding solidarity in in the group of people that you're a part of. So um, in the case of cleft, um, that may be found on our, our Facebook pages, you know, sharing what's happened to you. And you will find other people who um, may have had similar things happen to them or experienced similar things and asking them what they did about it, how they um, either managed to resolve the situation or at least come to terms with it and, and move on mm -hmm. from it. Um, 
I mean, there are other sorts of coping strategies that people will, will use that they'll use for any sort of stressful situation. Um, you know, things like walking, yoga, meditation and that. But I, 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 which by all means, if they work for you, right. But equally, I don't want to trivialize this and say that you, you can deal with bullying by just meditating and doing yoga because, you know, for a lot of people, that's certainly not going to be the case. Um, so I think talking to other people is key here and seeing if you can get an advocate on your side who can help you um, get to the bottom of why the bullying is happening and how you can make it stop. Yeah. And um, from the adult survey that was conducted, most of the responses were received back were positive about the psychological support that they had received. But how bad will the bullying have to get for me to receive help? Yeah, so everybody in the UK is entitled to um, get psychological help from the CLEF team if they were born with CLEF. Um, so it's not a case of, um, you know, bullying have to be a, having to be objectively particularly bad or anything like that. The reality is if it's impacting on your life, it is bad. Um, you know, if it's at the point where you're thinking, maybe I should see a psychologist, then, then it is having an impact on you. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether that was the result of one incident where someone calls you a name or whether it's the result of, you know, a long period of time of, of different types of abuse. Um, the psychology support is there through the CLEF team to help you deal with this. So all I would say to that is, is to encourage you to access it, to use it. It's what it's there mm. for and to not kind of suffer alone and in, in silence mm. with this. Yeah, and don't don't be embarrassed or afraid of speaking out about it as well. I think that's the only way that you can get help as well and um, get it sorted if you do speak to someone um, as well. And recognizing as well, it's not a reflection on you. The fact that you're no. bullying is really shit, but it's not your fault. You know, it's um, I mean, people often will try and explain that uh, why bullying happens I, I think it happens for a variety of different reasons but they're mm. they're intrinsic to the person doing the bullying it, it's not something um that you are likely to have brought on yourself certainly not in the context of cleft I mean mm. th there are some things where you may clash with somebody else on, on a personality basis that that may lead to to bullying and things like that but generally speaking it's not going to be anything that you've done and there, there isn't any shame in it or embarrassment. You know, the, the only shame is, is missing out on life by not doing yeah. it um, as a result of, of having experienced bullying or discrimination. Mm. So what can you rec recommend to further reach people who may not always listen to our podcast? Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, people who do listen to the podcast can share the podcast with other people <laughs> um, who they feel may benefit from listening to this by all means. But again, like, we're certainly not the only way people can access support. You know, there are um, lots and lots of resources online and I, I don't really care where people get it from. I mean, we, we put out some great resources on clapper.com, um, mm. but you know, um, one of our, our other kind of sister charities, Changing Faces, they, they've equally put out lots of great information. So if you get it from them, that's great as well. Cause whoever you, you know, you get it from as long as you've got the information. Um, there are lots of other, as we were saying before, um, organizations devoted to um, cyber safety. Um, <clears throat> there's always, you know, other kind of crisis services like there's Samaritans and 
things like that that you can can access support through um so yeah i mean you will all all know of different support networks um utilize them encourage your friends to utilize them um whatever works for people really yeah and how um how can parents who are worried about their children fa- family relatives or friends access this information as well because i know you mentioned about charities well. is there anything else or any examples that you'd like to give um to two parents who are worried about their children yeah i mean again if you've got a particular worry a specific worry um it may be worth talking to the cleft team psychologist um they're there for for you as well as for your your child um give them a call kind of explain what's going on if it's something that's happening at school um again talk to the the classroom teacher or the the head teacher about what's happening what your concerns are um see if you can get to the bottom of it um you know again if you're particularly worried um it may be worth talking to um someone like the the samaritans or or other kind of helplines that are, are available um, for people who are in some sort of crisis of course talk mm-hmm. to your children as well I, I can't emphasize that strongly enough if you've got a hunch that something's going on go, go and ask the question like what we do know is that by asking the question we don't put ideas in people's heads um so you know you're quite safe to go and ask you know what has been ha- have you been experiencing this um and like don't be embarrassed about getting it wrong it's far better to have got it wrong and like there'd be, be nothing wrong, you know, them just be, being a, a teenager or whatever and having a bad day or just um, not really giving away much about their mood as teenagers often do, um, than to have um, not identified that and, and then, you know, the, the issue get worse and then find themselves, you know, not wanting to go mm. to school or being particularly upset or whatever. So, you know, um, don't be afraid to, to just ask the question. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Kenny. That was um, really, really interesting. And that is how we got time for um, on the panel discussion this month. Um, we hope that you found this discussion to be useful in helping you understand what bullying and discrimination is. If this discussion has made you wish to seek further support, please contact your CLEF team and request to see a, psycholog- a psychologist. You will find the details of your local CLEF team on our website or in your Leavers pack if you have received one of those when leaving the CLEF team. Alternatively, if you're already being seen by your CLEF team, please feel free to talk with them about how to book an appointment with a psychologist where they will be able to offer you more information. CLEF is a community for all those affected by CLEF and with any issues, so please do not hesitate to get in contact with us. Remember that you can access more information and listen again to this and other panel discussions on our website at www.clapper.com forward slash adult services project thank you for joining us for today's discussion make sure to join kenny and myself again next month where we'll discuss success in the workplace look forward to seeing you then until then take care bye bye Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Clef Talk, brought to you by Clapper and proudly supported by the VTCT Foundation. We want to know what you thought of the programme so that we can make the next one even better. If you found this interesting, please make sure you subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud or your favourite podcast player. Our next podcast is coming at the beginning of next month. Check out www.clapper.com forward slash Clef Talk to find out what we'll be talking about next. 
We want your questions to take to the panel. Visit our panel discussion page on our website to submit your questions. You can also check out everything we're up to with the Adult Services Project, including a list of our upcoming programs and events at www.clapper.com forward slash adult services project. You also can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. We look forward to talking to you again soon.